Well, hello and welcome to Inexos Access All Areas. My name is B, and I will be co-hosting this series of podcasts with my Inexos nerd, Hayden Murdoch. We will be delving deep with you all to explore everything there is to know about this iconic band of brothers in excess, sharing music, tours, videos, albums, and oh, so much more. Well, hello, welcome to Access, Access All Areas, episode 161, the podcast that aims to dive deep in all things great about Access, do with a bunch of fans, patrons, listeners, passive fans, art and fans, most importantly, do with my compadre, B. Hello, how are you, B? Haven't seen you for at least seven days. Yes, I'm okay. I want to apologise to everybody that um, last week's episode went out a bit late because I uh, parted quite heavily. So uh, She did. She did. We have footage of it. We have proof listeners. We have it all on video and the police have got it in forensics. Okay. And uh, let's just say they got it down there with Lionel Richie's Can't Slow Down album and Pickleback's Greatest Hit. So we shall have a police verdict very soon about the, uh, the comeuppance, okay? Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm just going to chill out for a few weeks before I have to do it all over again. <laughs> well, thank you again to Paulie Stewart from uh, oh. the and Dockers last week, who uh, I guess was a very erudite participant and gave uh, a really good insight into uh, Michael's sort of altruistic ways with East Timor and just the person he was, which uh, I guess this podcast aims to do, and that is bring a lens to a time and place we weren't at. Uh, by those who were there and shared insights of people like Michael and the band. So, Paulie was great fun. I think he enjoyed himself too, didn't he, B? Yes, he did. He did. And I want to say thank you to um, a few a few of our um, patrons that got back in touch with us and said that they really enjoyed the episode and they learned some more. So, we've got a new listener who sent a lovely email to us and they said- yes. John? John, yeah, and he John said, Jam- I- Jam- Jarman, I think it might be, yeah. Okay, and and, yeah. and what I I read there, he's saying that most podcasts he usually does that fast stuff through them so that he can get through it, and he said that he doesn't do that with us. He actually doesn't want to miss anything because we dive deep so so well and find some good snippets. So that was nice. We're doing our job, Hayden. Yeah, and uh, I emailed John back last night, uh, thinking for his comments and things. I- He's only 15 episodes in, so he says he's got a lot of work to do. <laughs> uh, so uh, you can speed it up if you find us getting a little bit waffling, but uh, it's nice to know that we're filling a lot of those holes with content that you're keen to listen at normal speed. So thank you, John. Now, this is normally your space, B, but can I do another hello or a big shout out to someone? Go on. Uh, I had Brett, uh, Brett Williams, who a uh, long-time listener of the show, who uh, divides his time between Hobart and Melbourne. He very kindly invited me to the football this Thursday night. Um, I already have tickets, so I have to commit to the first. Uh, it looks like Brett and I may, uh, by the time this is released, have already enjoyed a drink together. Hello, Brett. Uh, yeah, it was great to uh, hear from him and, again, another listener to the show who uh, is getting a lot out of it. So... Uh, but B, I always like to ask you first, how's your in excess week been? So you was the gang up in Brisbane saying the day change guys, is that right? That's right. I went up to Brisbane, took my little uh, Mila with me and we had an awesome time. We actually saw the Stuck in the Moment concept gig, which was with you too, um, which was the Uptong Baby Boys. So I met Joe awesome people and it was a really good um, show so um, In Excess came on first the In Excess mm-hmm. show with Dal and then um, you 2 came on after the break and then at the very end they sang um, Stuck in the Moment and then Dal came walking on and they sang it together which was really moving 
really, really moving. And then they got up together and hugged and, oh, there wasn't a dry eye in the place. It was really beautiful the way they put it together. And before they did that part, they had Bono and um, the rest of you two talking about, you know, there's always a seat at the table for Michael. You know, it was just beautiful. Mm. Now, did you get any footage of that? Song or did any of the gang get some video of that or have I? I mean, I know there's been a lot of posts and things. Is there anything that anyone's got of that version? That, of that, that version, I will find. I know my phone died on me, but oh. I think Lisa Mac might have some, so we'll get some. But I did meet a guy called Ben in the audience. He came running over. Hi, you're being. Um, I'm such a fan. <laughs> it was awesome. But he told me a great story about Michael. Um, him seeing Michael on stage and Michael opening up a VB can, drinking mm. from it, and then throwing it into the audience, which Ben caught. Right. Mid air, but the thing is, he <laughs> caught it upside down. So the alcohol that was in the in the can went all in front of this, uh, on top of this lady. And right. he says, and I'm pretty glad because I didn't really like her anyway. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a bit of karma coming from Michael the can and this guy. <laughs> only, <laughs> only in Australia. It. Only in Australia and only in the 80s. I reckon yeah, yeah. all that. But yeah. uh, and he still uh, got the can. <laughs> yeah. And what else has sort of uh, come across your NXS desk this week on top of, you know, I guess your sojourn up to Brisbane? Anything else uh, come across your way? Um, well, I suppose it's all about these tribute bands that um, – and that that's really why I wanted to talk about them. I got Ben, who is Ian Bennington from the um, UK NXS band. He played a take on the first NXS Wembley gig that they did with Queen. So the gig was another concept of Queen, Status Quo and NXS. And so they went on first and it was epic. But I've got some backstories that I'll tell right. you about that later. Excellent. Excellent. Mm. Excellent. All right. And uh, what else? Anything else uh, of interest? Um, what else? Uh, you always have a little sneaky nugget in this area. Right. No, you tell me, Hayden, what was your in excess week like? Well, I've had this sort of surge of absolutely um, going back to my door to door sales days, B. Now, when I was a young fella in between university and uh, the real world, I, I did a door-to-door sales job over summer and uh, it led to uh, an interesting career for me. But the one thing I was always taught in door-to-door was that every no brings you closer to a yes, okay? And I guess I've just taken this approach recently in actually asking guests to come on our show. So as you probably have uh, seen... We are working on landing a very, very big guest that looks like coming up in the first week of October, but I've been putting the feelers out to a bunch of others. So I have three or four guests lined up that uh, I shall reveal as we go along. Give me a clue. Well, okay. Some people will know on the liner notes of virtually every NXS release, whether it's generally the videos and things, there's a gentleman called Mark Pope. Uh, and Mark uh, helped put together a lot of the stuff for the Never Tear Us Apart uh, miniseries. Uh, he was heavily involved with a lot of the band's tours and things like that. He's sort of a creative sort of director guy, so uh, it looks like he will be coming on our show. Really? You've got that one in the bag? Oh, wow. I have had uh, had some confirmation that he would be keen to come on. Yes. Uh, we are reaching out to people like Chris Thomas. He's a little bit of the uh, the the uh, what you would call the uh, the halo guest that we would love to have to really complete our producer side of the episodes. We don't have confirmation on him yet, but there is a significant guest, as I said, that uh, we have had managed to, but he will come on. But till it's in the can, I don't want to get everyone teased and excited. 
all I will say is that we will drop some hints over the course of the next four or five weeks and and, and drip feed it out. So, um, yeah, but there's there's a few guests on my wish list that um, I'm down the track with as well. And well, you know, well, it was your birthday, and you shared your birthday with JD Fortune, and right. a lot of people have been asking, will we be getting him on? Yeah. You, are we going to get him on? Uh, yes. Well, JD is uh, very famously born on the same birthday as me, a couple of years apart. Very but uh, born. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so he says. And we have a birthday section later on. B, this is a time we'd like to welcome our patrons aboard. So, uh, big shout over to you to welcome them. I'd like to say hello to everybody outside on the highway. Let's all say hello to everybody outside. It's about 10,000 people at least. Well, hello to our honorary members, Tim Ferriss, Nick Egan, Mark Opitz, Richard Simpkin, Cameron Adams, Mary Woods, Darren Jones, and Paul Jolie. Happy birthday, mate. Welcome to the podcast, our patrons. Carmen, Laurie, Carrie-Anne, Danielle, Sarah Markham, Sarah Camia, Dr. Jim, Katie, Lisa Mack, and marie Susan P, Susan B, Foxy, Pedro, Mandy, Lisa, Amanda H, Amanda V, Tracy, Paul, Ella, Ryder, Tony, Erica, Abigail, Martin, Val, Jim, Jackie, Sean, Sheila, Jackie, Brett, Suzanne, Laurel, Bard, Genevieve, Shelby, Manny, Laurie, Jill, Laos, Heidi, Paula, Lisa, Angie, Nancy, Juliet, Scott, Anthea, Maria, Tracy, Vernon, Jamie, Diana, Stefan, Andrew, Georgie, Stephen, Keisha, Mark, happy birthday, Mark the 23rd, Vernon, Lachlan, Mandy, Rachel, Nick, Sula, Amy, Diana, Paul B, Paul B, Alicia, Jay, and our new Patrons are John and Anne, and our special mentions are to Sue D, Joe Robbins, John A. Vink, Michael Spriggs, Ben Davis, and Paul Bluesy. Welcome to the podcast. All right, Dave, well, uh, we a little bit of a hint about our topic before we get into the topic, but uh, we, we thought uh, we've got a guest who was on our podcast in the very, very, very early days today, a gentleman called Blair Dwyer from Don't Change, and we did our very first stumbling and bumbling and fumbling interview with uh, with Blair that uh, uh, we think went for about four and a half hours in uh, in, in production, and of which about an hour was legally allowed to be uploaded. <laughs> <laughs> But we thought we would just dive a little bit deeper on the phenomenon of tribute bands, um, particularly in excess ones that have definitely developed over the journey, but really just dive deep on that concept a little bit and how it is that they are really keeping the music alive for future generations in a live sense. And uh, we do know a lot of the uh, the tribute bands we've gone to see, B, there's a lot of fans in those audiences are under 30 years of age, which you know probably never saw in excess in their heyday yet through legacy and through their parents and you know, I guess music, you know, legacy flourishing, they uh, are loving the band just as much as their their parents and things. So uh, we're going to get into that in a moment's time, which will be exciting. And we're also going to hear from David Graham from Inexcessive um, from Melbourne, um, who we both went to see at the Palms um, this time last year. Absolutely. So without further ado, what, uh, further ado what's the time for, B? It's time for Topic of the Week. Hey, this is Tim Farris. Big shout out to Hayden and B. Also want to say hello to all the listeners and NXS fans. Thanks for listening. I love you, Hayden and B. You're doing a great job. Keep it up. All 
right. Well, we're very, very pleased to have uh, back on the podcast again uh, our very, very first guest. Uh, we got Blair Dwyer from Don't Change. Pumped to be able to revisit from three years ago. A real up-to-date sort of deep dive into what the Don't Change boys are doing. Welcome uh, to the podcast, Blair. How are you guys? It's good to see you. Good to hear you again. And I'm very, very excited to see that uh, the red wine uh, is going toe-in-toe like last time. I think uh, you actually helped us create the podcast format because we spoke for about three hours last time. We discovered Zoom, I think, uh, during the call, didn't we? I think we came up with a Zoom concept after having some uh, gremlins. But um, give us a bit of an update on what the Don't Change boys have been up to, and we will then probe into what you're going to be doing next. Thanks for having me, guys. We've actually just in the middle of a couple of weeks off in between tours, which has uh, been a bit of a blessing to sort of stand still for a little while and absorb everything that's been going on. It's since March last year, live music got up and going again. We've just been playing constantly. We've gotten around the country six or seven times in that period. And we've had uh, three or four different tours that have gone really well. We've just completed our Good Times tour and we're now in our uh, Lose My Mind tour, which is taking us uh, all the way around again. It kicked off in Melbourne at, at the Palms there in Crown and a big, big show, big sold out show, which was really, uh, really exciting too. That was a sort of a bucket list kind of venue to play. So, And was it as good as you thought it was going to be? Vegas in uh, Melbourne? <laughs> <laughs> at the time, you're sort of, uh, you're concentrating on the show, you know, you're concentrating on singing and you know concentrating on uh, performing and it's probably not till afterwards that you you think what did we just do that was great so yeah. thankfully it's been it was filmed so I got to I've seen a little bit of it but um yeah I think for those sort of two hours you kind of just go into a bit of a bit of a daze to be honest with you it's 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 you come out the other end sort of thinking about what you did but no it's it's been great and we've got some Really fun, exciting things happening uh, in this tour. Uh, starting actually in Adelaide, we'll be there on October 13 and 14, and we've we've dubbed it the inaugural uh, In Excess Fan Festival. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got two nights at the Gov. Uh, the first night sold out, and the second one's close to selling out. But we're going to uh, take it all back to the fans, and we're going to perform what we regard as the top 50 in excess songs across two nights. Uh, wow. Which is a hell of a lot of material. Uh, and you've got this through a QR code that you uh, give to the uh, fans every time they go to one of your concerts. How does that work? We play some venues that have some nice big old LED screens behind the uh Behind the stage, and and we've for the last uh, year or so have been essentially taking stats, get letting people vote for their favourite songs, the songs that they might want to hear in an encore, and uh, we we honour that and play something that they've voted for. But over the year, we've managed to sort of see what what songs outside the sort of main repertoire that people really want to hear and. I mean, lucky for us, we've been doing this for a while. So I think at last count, we we performed seventy or more in excess songs over the journey. So plucking the top fifty sounds like a big like a big job, but I think the work's been done. We've been playing these songs for quite some time. So yes. there, there's a few that there's a few surprises that we've had to yeah we've had to add to the repertoire to get get to know it. In research of coming on today, I, I read a poll in, in America. They did a poll in 2016 uh, where eight out of 10 fans said they'd probably prefer to go see a covers band than the 
old line or the old original lineup, which was interesting. I think in excess, are blessed in a way by having such a rich catalogue that if you compare to some other bands where if you went to go watch them, especially the cover bands or even the original artist, they'd probably play the same 18 to 20 tunes all the time. So it must give you a little bit of creative license and sort of a fresher up when you can delve into new material, as in new coverable material from their their catalogue. That's the thing I like the most about being in this group is that, sure, we've got probably 10 or 12 songs that we will always play and I'm sure you could figure out which songs they are. But that leaves us about 15, 16 or more free slots, empty mm-hmm. slots that we just rotate. We uh, play a lot of shows and want to keep it exciting for us as well. But we also understand that people come to see us more than once and that they would, we want to give them a different show uh, each time. Yeah, as you just said, so lucky to have such a huge catalogue of music to pluck from. And um, yeah, there's not a lot of bad ones. So <laughs> so we're, yeah, so they're, they're, they're most of them are... A crowd pleaser. So, you know, we're, we've made that a net thing from way back. Way back when we first started, we did three nights in a row where we did three different albums front to back. We did Kick, The Swing, and Listen Like Thieves. And that was sort of the beginning of kind of really digging deep into the repertoire and slowly but surely where yeah, we've played most of it. And, yeah, just want to play the best ones in, in Adelaide to it for everyone. Now, you keep saying we. Can you give everybody a bit of a shout out from the band, all the band names? That'd be nice to hear them and who's who plays what. Uh, yeah, well, Clay's our drummer. Clay's been with us um, pretty well for, since day. I mean, all the guys are uh, Matt on guitar and Sandon on sax and guitar. Um, Kurt, he's is, is been with us for about a year or so. And then, uh, and then Mark on bass a bit longer, maybe a year and a half. So... Yeah, we're probably we're pretty lucky to have had the same six guys more or less yeah. since since we started, and and those guys that have left the band, you, you know, they they can fill in for us from time to time. Like um, Steve Keys on on keyboards, the, the the amount of shows was getting a bit demanding on him, so he's sort of he plays when he can, and then um yeah, then we have another good guy named Loco who can fill in on every instrument. He's, no. he's Right. I think he's got his eye on me. I think <laughs> next one he wants to take down. Yeah, so he he can he fills in on every every instrument if if required. So we're pretty lucky to have him. So we've really probably got seven or eight guys in our band. In terms of the actual very first gig, well, what was the date you commenced? Uh, Two thousand eighteen. So in the last say five years, there's obviously other cover bands doing in excess material, and I think there's an in excessive in New South Wales and one in Victoria, and there's guys in Perth doing what they're doing. I'm sure you stick to what you do and be the best you can be. And, and how do you determine where you tour and travel to? Do you pick are you picking any new uh, cities or states or country areas on this next iteration of the tour? Yeah, well, I suppose you've got to keep a little eye out on. You know, you wouldn't want five in excess shows showing up in Adelaide on the same weekend type of thing. Yeah. Luckily, I don't have to do that. That's like, luckily we've got an agent that uh, <laughs> can do that and, and yep. takes that takes that very seriously. 
But it is a big country. I know it's sparsely populated, but it is a big country and everyone fits, you know, everyone has their room. And yeah, so as far as where we could be going new this time round, there are a number of places. It's sort of more, a lot of the Sydney areas like the Shire, we're finally getting to play in the Shire and that's just in our backyard, but we haven't really been able to get there as as much as as we'd like. But we are returning to some other other cities and, and, and playing some slightly larger venues to what we did last time. But there's a big call for us to get to New Zealand. There's a lot of people wanting us to get to Tassie. And then it makes you feel really good when you get a lot of comments from South America and, and uh, the US and parts of um, Europe, you know, really wanting us to get out there. I think hmm. I think in Argentina there, there's a band out there which um, look pretty amazing, but it's 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 fun to – I have seen a little bit of them and it's in excess with a South American accent. It's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let me break down to this uh, theme of obviously being sort of the cover band. How do, you, how do you divide imitation without being cliche and, and having your own personality? Because I think when I've seen you play live, you sort of handle that quite well. Um, I've seen various bands and in, in different iterations of cover bands over the journey and some could be note perfect and movement perfect and things like that, but how do you sort of combine your own personality with also imitating? Our motto is that it's it's not an impersonation, it's a celebration. Any sort of similarities, um, probably unin- unintentional. We, we, I mean, there's certain things like, for me personally, I, I, I'm i not trying to um, impersonate Michael Hutchins. I just think that in excess fans don't want that. I just don't believe in excess fans want to see someone pretending to be Michael Hutchins because he's so loved and so it's just not something that's ever sat well with me. So um, we we do try to get our personalities across as much as possible. Um, there's bound to be similarities when you're doing the material for, for so long. We like for people hopefully to be able to close their eyes and, and it's and it sounds like a modern take on on in excess like we also our our other vibe is that if if in excess were still performing today or not still performing today but that the tour that they were rehearsing for when Michael passed what what did that tour look like what 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 was that show going to be and that's the that's the show we hope to provide uh in excess fans so yeah, it is a tightrope because you don't want to go too far left or right. Well, I don't want to. I can't really speak for everybody else. I don't know what other people in other bands want to do. But me personally, yeah, I like to keep it as much me as possible. Uh, and yeah, just with a room full of NXS fans enjoying their music, we just, we as a band, try to perform it as best as possible. NXS gave them energy and passion. And, you know, their shows were sultry and awesome and we just try to do a similar thing. You're missing a big thing there. You're downplaying the connection you have with the audience, mate. You are amazing on the stage how from the start you can connect with everybody in the room. Big up to you. You know, you are one of the best in excess um, tribute bands out there. Oh, thanks so much. That's very sweet. I think the thing I try to do is that when you walk out on stage and there's you know, 800, 1,000 in excess fans in the room, they've got to like you pretty quickly. I just don't want to go out there and from the get-go, try to impersonate their loved Michael Hutchins. So I sort of just tried to win everybody in to say, we're, we're here to have fun with you guys. So let's commence the fun. <laughs> so <laughs> from, that, from that point on, yeah, it's just usually two hours of, of party time, really. 
I won't profess to be a frequent flyer, don't change attendee like Bert. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember quite fondly at the my last gig I went to was the November one in Wollongong, yeah. which was a great night. You know, seeing the band, every band member gets their own sort of chance to sort of shine and you're quite generous on stage that... You know, I think the band themselves, Michael used to do this as well, where each particular performer within the, the unit gets a chance to shine. Uh, what I really loved that night, and it gave me a little bit of a tingle thinking about it, was I think in what you need, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, you divert in to play that funky music white boy, I think, from memory. Was that right? That could be right. We played lots of different songs in the bridge of that song. We never know yeah. what we never know what Matt's gonna play. We And that guitarist young guy <laughs> Again, I, I, I'm not as first name bass as Beast, but his yeah. guitar work was fantastic. And I thought, what a song that I wish In Excess had have recorded because they were these white guys playing funky music, you know, and it was such a handy interlude. You two do that, used to do that quite well live where they'd go into a song within a song and, you know, they'd, yeah. they'd play something else within. And I thought that was such a great interlude to then continue into what you need at the end. I thought that was the real standout thing of the night that I remember taking away and showed the virtuosity of, of him as a guitar player and the band as a unit that night, which was great. Uh, that's sweet. Yeah, we, we we do play around a fair bit. We we make sure that we're pretty comfortable with the audience before we do that. But, um, yeah, we do it also in, in a few of the other songs, uh, as in different. We play, like, I think we were playing um, Tina Turner's What Love Got to, What's Love Got oh, to Do. Oh, you did, yeah. Yeah, we were doing that for a little while. I mean, we play... Long Train Running by the Doobie Brothers. Like we, mm. There's a handful, Superstition, Stevie Wonder. Yeah. As I said, like we, the fun part is, is that that moment in the song, we never quite know which song Matt's going to go into. Could be any number of songs. That's just little stuff we do to sort of, I guess, keep ourselves entertained as well, you know. But I'm glad you got it. I'm glad you got the funky white boy of the six white men playing. <laughs> glad you got it. to that Adelaide gig you're going to be playing to 900 people and it's sold out on the one night already is that correct yeah yeah so the second night's nearly gone as well I'm I'm told there's about 100 and, I don't know two, 200 tickets left or something so rusted on fans who are knowing that you are playing those 50 unique songs over two nights would be quite curious to go along and see what you do come up with is there one unique song that's going to get played that you could share or as a little sampler out there? Because I'm sure you get what you call your passive in excess radio hits fans, and then you've got your real nerds like me, and probably B's now officially an in excess nerd, B. Welcome. <laughs> I, think, uh, oh, I need my badge. <laughs> yeah. So I think maybe I heard a rumor, maybe Night of Rebellion and maybe Underneath the Colors, one or two of those may get a, a, a going over. Is that fair to say? They may get a going over. I can tell you that we're, um, you know, there's some songs that are, you know, not not played all that often, like songs like Wildlife and Know the Difference and um, Johnson's Aeroplane and, you know, some of these that are, have been yelled out at us mm. over the journey quite a lot. You played jumping we, for me the other week, didn't you? We played jumping the other night, yeah, yeah. We played jumping and we 
play wishy-washy and I, I don't want to give too much away, but you're on the mark. You're on the road track. So, and, and not just those, not just the earlier songs. I mean, we, yeah. we love to bust out songs like All Around, which I know is your favorite Hayden. <laughs> I don't mind it. It's just um, it's, they it's don't just... forget, do they? This well, they don't forget what we don't like. No, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew ripped me over that one. I think, he was... I think that, that was the only, only, only song from "Welcome to Wherever You Are" that you said that you skip over usually. Yes, I, I think I did. <laughs> Andrew led me to get that one when we interviewed. Uh, I, th I think uh, he got about a connection. I think he was driving back to his uh, farm, and he, part of his research, I think Marlena said, "Yeah, you got to listen to an episode before you go on with these guys because they're very well researched." So I think he he copped that one, and then I copped it. But anyway, <laughs> well, I, well, I mean, that, I guess that's what we try to get out to people is that you're going to come and see a don't change show. You need to have done your homework. We want people yeah. to have done their research within excess. We want people in the build up to listen to all the records back to back to back to back to back because you never know what you, we're going to play and yeah like you talk of the, uh, the 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 hits of course we play the hits of course we yeah. do we pride ourselves on mixing up uh, the rest of the show well, look for the passive being excess fan out there go to these shows and it's quite common in, in my sort of uh, circle here in, in Melbourne is that I often get friends or people who are sort of passive fans going oh, I didn't know they sung to look at you I thought that was a new wave but I didn't know they sung that oh that's one of their songs well, yeah, actually, yeah. they're pretty good yeah. And that's probably you know, part of their catalog versatility, which maybe last time you might have said they've got some really quite tricky sonics, haven't they? I think they some of the rhythms and sounds are, are quite unconventional. I think you might have said that to us last time when you were trying to yeah, sure. you know relearn or learn the songs to play live. Yeah, that's right. And and I, I re we reckon a lot of that stems from John. We reckon John is the reason behind a lot of that. I mean, we could be wrong. It's just a theory. But the guy never played a beat twice <laughs> like like he managed to stick within primarily a 4-4 timing and he's managed to find interesting ways to drive that band uh the whole whole time and and john john's our favorite in excess member i'm sure he gets the respect he deserves i guess we just want to we just think that um maybe it's a little understated how how vital well, Mark, Mark calls the band, there's two geniuses in the band, one's Andrew, one's John. So sure. for Mark Opens, sure. it was hands-on with five of the albums or whatever, roughly, I think yeah. okay. that's a good equal sort of commendation like yourself, you know, to highlight, you know, John's craft. And you sort of think the longer the band went on, if they had a, let's just say Michael was with us and all that sort of stuff, John's a bit like George Harrison. The longer the band went, the more he came into his own and was getting the uh, a little bit more acknowledgement. And uh, unfortunately, as I said, you know, uh, with Michael passing, you know, John still went on to do other things with JD and stuff, but John seemed to be a, I won't say a late bloomer, but he was coming into his own, you know, with songs like The Gift and, you know, lead tracks disappear, things like that as well. Absolutely. Deepish Red. Yeah, yeah. Red Red Sun. Hi, NXS Access All Areas. My name's Ben. I'm the drummer with NXS UK. We're a tribute band based in the northeast of England. I'd been a fan of the band for a few years before we got tickets for the infamous Wembley Stadium gig in 1991. I'd been blown away by John playing those drums and during the introduction to Guns in the Sky, I turned to my mates and I said, I've got no choice. I've got to do this. I'm buying a drum kit which I then did about two weeks later. Mr. Farris 
if you ever hear this, I just wanted to say thank you so much. The spark that lit the fire continues to burn today and uh, it's an absolute joy and a thrill to play these amazing songs and these amazing parts every night. Hayden and B, keep up the great work. And you're doing some collaborations, aren't you, with a few other bands? Yeah, we are. We're, we're going to revisit the Australian-made concert series. We're going to. We've joined up with Barnstorm, who we've played a few times with before. Incredible Jimmy Barnes and Cold Chisel show. Uh, this guy sings like I was going to swear. Then shouldn't have anything. <laughs> he sounds like Barnsy from. You know, Barnsley from the early nineties, like he's full on and Scotty from Coffs Harbour. Scott, yeah, Scott, and I keep yeah, yeah. Pin into him in Woolies. Right, okay. <laughs> he was at the Wollongong gig that night, though, wasn't he? B. Yeah, Whoa, yeah, yeah. They 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 played that night at Waves with us, and so we've teamed up with them and and simply Divinals, who are mm-hmm. you know Australia's um, best divinal show by by a long way. They're they're fantastic, and you know what. I know I said before that you know we tend to not, we tend to avoid dressing like the like in excess too much. But I reckon the Australian made. I think it's pretty. Fair. Like, You've got pretty, to. pretty fair to say we'll be all dressed in white. Yeah. <laughs> but we're that, gonna we're gonna play those songs. Yeah, out. I think that was the first time I ever saw you all in white at um, Lazots actually. Mm. That Australian made tour. They didn't play much songs on the no. set list, did they? But yeah, and it was early mystify, you know, uh, sneak. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a lot of swing and listen like these, really, wasn't it? You got it. Mystified was off their forthcoming album, which wasn't out yet. In fact, yeah. they hadn't recorded it yet. So yeah. Mystify was performed and no one knew what that song was. Yeah, they did The Loved One. They did uh, What You Need. They did Don't Change. They did Burn For You, uh, Melting In The Sun. Um, you know, so these these are all songs we'll do. But yeah, you're right. They only played seven or eight songs each night. Uh, mm. We're going to play a lot more than that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll certainly include those. So we're going to be doing that as well. And just while we're on about it, look, we're doing the Caring Bar Hotel, which used to be called the Caring Bar Inn. And a lot of people, particularly particularly in Sydney, are fond of a very famous set list that Excess performed in August of at 1982. And it was the audio was recorded that night by Double J, which mm. became which became Triple J, and it went live uh, around Australia. and And they've repeated it on many occasions. You'll find it there on YouTube. Uh, look, we're just going to go and revisit that show. We're going to be on the same stage that In Excess performed on forty one years ago, and we're gonna we're gonna do that set list for them as well. But again, it's only about ten or eleven songs, so we're, we'll we'll play the rest of the hits as well. But that'll include some of those other. Ones you mentioned, underneath the colours, uh, Night of Rebellion, yeah. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Obviously, fan reactions is twofold. One is they get to know you, they come to the gigs, the band and yourself are very giving after the gigs of your time, meeting photos, all that sort of stuff. There, from an NXS point of view, and the songs and stuff like that, how have you found, you know, just the the passion of the fan and just the feedback and stuff like that? What are there any anecdotes that have stood out to you over time? Of, you know what they mean. You must have even met people relevant that maybe even close to the family or arm's length from the band. What are some of the better anecdotes you've heard of support and acknowledgement? It feels a little strange to discuss too much of the good feedback that we get, but of course we get a lot of people really happy after our show. You know, a lot of a lot of people seem very satisfied after after a 
two-hour show. Um, but I think there's it's sort of probably into two categories, actually. It's probably people who will say, I met Michael Hutchins, and then they tell me their Michael Hutchins story. Or the other one is, I never saw In Excess Live, so thanks for playing because that was the closest, uh, closest well, we're ever going to get. Nice. So hmm. with that, this, that seems to be the two to cat- categories that people fall yeah. into. Because there's a lot of young love- people go to your your gigs and they wouldn't have seen In Excess Live. Yeah. Well, I mean, I never saw In Excess Live. In fact, no, none of us in the band ever saw In Excess Live. So we love hearing the stories that people tell us of their their times in the audience, uh, you know, this time that Michael touched them or this time that Michael they met Michael in the bar afterwards or this time that I was invited backstage and we all smoked a spliff. You know, there's all was always lovely, lovely stories and no one's ever said anything negative about any kind of meeting with, with Michael or anyone else in the band. At the end of a show, I mean, it's very much a dance show. People are up and about. By the end of it, most of them are as exhausted as I am and um, they've probably had a few more drinks than I've had. But but I think ultimately, it's ultimately I think yeah people are very gracious people are very mm. they, they 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 feel like they've just been to an in excess yeah concert and I think you probably you probably get people oh why didn't you play this why didn't you play that and oh yeah it's the most, it's the most common thing but it's really a, a, almost a a nod or t- dips of the lid to the uh, the vast catalogue because they oh, yeah. probably have eighty or hundred songs that would be worthy of playing you know oh without without doubt and every every show. Yeah, every show someone says, I wish you played this and I wish you played that. And the fact is we probably played it the night before. <laughs> well, they all need to go to Adelaide, don't they? And they'll all get to hear yeah. all of them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, you look, and, and of course there's lots of people um, with their with their favourites. And uh, yeah, my, re- my response is normally the same. It's just that, you know, we could have played for five hours, but they won't let us. Now, kudos to your, uh, I think, your lovely manager, agent. Uh, you may have a name for it, but I, I met her at the Wollongong gig uh, who had given up a full-time corporate job to come on board with you. That must be a, a sign of faith and her ability to do all the back-end stuff and, and front-of-house stuff must be soothing for you to just be able to get out there and, you know, do what you do best. She's pretty um, a pretty amazing person. When, once she sort of, once she took hold of this this jet boat <laughs> she sort of wasn't sure how to hold on to it and yeah something had to give and 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 so she stepped away from what she knows and applied it all to the music industry and we need more of more women like her in our very male dominated industry she's tough as nails and she doesn't she doesn't take any bs from people and you know and i think she's she's been a huge yeah, made it had had a huge impact on you know how how our shows go. She's our she's our manager. We do have a booking agent, so there's that. Got two different things, but she's um she manages it uh, very very well, and she's she's always been our band mum, and she still is. So we we get to we get to talk to her like she's our mum, and it's all very it's all very sickening. <laughs> <laughs> she's uh she's a gem, so we're very lucky to have her. Every band needs a needs a a really good manager. Well, I like the fact that you've been doing it yourself. You've been doing this since 2018 and you just really aren't taking your foot off the pedal, really, are you, for another few years? 
that's good because um, I've got a big birthday party coming in a few years and I really need you to be. Uh... <laughs> oh, your 40th? Yes, my 40th, yes. Oh, wow. That's exciting. Yeah. What the anniversary of going to Don't Change Geeks? <laughs> well, the thing thing is me and Hayden, are like we're, uh, we're not far apart, are we, in our birthdays, thinking about it? About six weeks. So we can have a six-week oh, okay. festival. Sure, sure. <laughs> Okay, well, we've got Blair on the line with us. We're going to ask him to draw the prize winner for the raffle that's just ended on the 28th of August. Meat the, raffle? It was a meat raffle. Yeah, you missed that one. Okay, we've got an original 1990 um, um, satin pass for backstage. X-Tour. Um, X-Tour. That's an original one. We've also got a Kirk Pengilly guitar pick. Oh, with a he, peace sign on it that he donated to us, bless him. Yeah, these these have been going for quite a lot of money actually. For, for ten for ten points, which film clip Point. did he have a peace oh. sign on his shirt for ten points? Mediate. Correct. Where were you on that one, B? Uh, oh, she was at the stickers. Yeah, I was at stickers. <laughs> anyway, he's got stickers, and then we have an original signed um, copy from Tim Anchor of um, "Just Keep Walking." Oh wow, an old an old album. Really old single. Old vinyl. Yeah. Yeah, vinyl with scratch on the back. Okay. So who's gonna win this? I've got them in my Do you want me you want me to dip my hand in there? Yes. Okay. I'll shuffle them around. Oh geez, it's a, a lot. It's a white so, ticket. It's a, a white a, ticket. There's a I lot. Mean, Hang on, let me get let me get my arm right in in there because okay. there's so many. Hang on. Hi, I reckon. Okay. All right. The winner is. There you go. Take that one. Who's the winner? It is oh, Mandy Dennis. Come on down. I've not heard from Mandy before. She's newbies. So, well, well I didn't see that name before. It's a new patron, oh, is it? Or a new. It's a new listener. I should okay. imagine. So, Mandy, get back in touch because we need your address unless you've already given it to us. And um, yeah, we'll get that into the post um, tomorrow. Congratulations, Mandy. Well, thanks for opening up today and, and giving us a bit of an update on where the band's at and also just what it's like to sort of put together a show like this um, and do justice uh, to the materials. So thanks for coming on. You're still in Melbourne, aren't you, Hayden? Yes. We'll see you at the ESPY. Yes, absolutely. That'd be I close to go. I'd love to go. There. I don't like missing out, especially the ESPY. <laughs> <laughs> Last time I was there, I saw a very poor Def Leppard cover band Ooh. by accident. So uh, mm. this will cleanse the palate. <laughs> Do you know what? For a second, then I thought you said that I thought you meant the Death Leopard band was called by accident. Oh. <laughs> I was like, that's an awesome name for a bad trip. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think we happened to roll in there and uh, they were literally starting off their, their set list and we uh, decided to stick around. But, uh, but we didn't have enough hairspray to sort of keep up with the rank and file in there. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, we consider you're both, uh, you'll be my guest if you come oh, to thank this. You. SP. Thank you. Cheers. Okay. Good stuff. Thanks, guys. Bye.
welcome back to the B-Line with B and David Graham from the Inexcessive Tribute Band. Well, hello, David from Inexcessive. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Is it just inexcessive or is there a little title or anything that goes after it? Well, you know, it's an excessive, in excess tribute show. Ah, there you go. But you can just call us an excessive if you like. <laughs> <laughs> and sorry, what's your surname, David? Graham. Graham. So you keep seeing your name everywhere. You've been around for years. <laughs> well, a, a little while, then excessive, yeah, at least since the late 90s. <laughs> so when did you sort of get into in excess yourself? Oh, very much as a as a kid um, growing up, uh, you know, like any other Aussie kid, uh, hearing you know these albums being released and uh, just yeah, instantly, I don't know, gravitating towards them. I guess. Mm-hmm. And you're from Melbourne originally too. That's right. Yeah, from Melbourne. Okay, cool. So, so did you ever see the band? Many times. Yeah. 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 And what was your favourite tour? I'd probably say you know the X Factor. That was probably the you know the highest production sort of yes. tour that I saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, so probably X Factor, yeah. Mm. Which brings me on to yours. You've got quite a, a bit of a production going on there. It was highly entertaining <laughs> um, when I got to yeah when I got to see you down at the uh, casino in Melbourne. Which again, what a venue! Amazing place. Yeah, it's a it's a Palms showroom at, at Crown Casino. It's uh, it's a great. It's kind of reminiscent of a, a, a Las Vegas showroom. Oh, that's very razzle-dazzle. It was razzle-dazzle. It was, and got the champagne going. We were uh, up <laughs> dancing at the back there. Yeah, it was beautiful. I didn't get to speak to you, did I? You were mobbed oh, we, at the end. I think we briefly spoke. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. You got your entourage around you. Uh, I will give you the meet and greet afterwards, so, you know, that's just cool. in, the, in the foyer. But, so sorry about that. <laughs> so oh, no, that. it's okay. I, it was good because I got to speak to Artie and uh, Mark. Who are incredible. I like them. I like them a lot. And I, I like, I'd like to meet them all again, which would be good. What inspired you to start an In Excess tribute band? I'd always uh, played uh, there, even as a teenager, really. You know, I was sort of getting into bands. And so always, you know, had a maybe a similar tone to Michael, you know, somewhere in the vicinity. Kind of honed that over the years, I guess. And yeah, lots of experience doing it. And then after uh, Michael. Michael died, which was, you know, obviously very tragic to everyone involved and, and all the fans. I just noticed a lot of these cover bands just popping up doing, you know, in excess bands. And it was just very bad taste. And, and I I thought, geez, you know, something I'd do it properly and, and you know, get a great bunch of music together, which did. And, and and we started doing it, you know, like a, a theatrical element to it and um, without, you know, taking ourselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, the, the the main and the tone of our show is just to be entertaining and, you know, drop the pretense, you know, we aren't in excess, but, you know, we certainly sound a lot like them and we'll uh, give you an entertaining show. And that's it. That's it in a nutshell. You've got it. You, that's exactly yeah. what you've done. It's um, The music is brilliant, really good, but you've got that real fun element of the yeah. this is a show. Yes, it was very, very good. So what did you do before this, though? What What's my... Yeah, what's your cl- <laughs> yeah I want to know. Okay. Well, I was, I was actually um, an, an industrial electrician 
Oh, an electrician. Okay, yeah. so you come in handy when you need. <laughs> I do actually. With this. I can. I can. <laughs> and the lineup has he changed much over the years? Um, a little. Uh, it's uh, yeah. A lot of the guys have been you know with me for probably the jeez. Uh, one of the boys has been with me for over fifteen years. Really? Uh, that'd be Marcus. So you you met Marcus and Adi. You know, those guys are frontmen in their own right. They are. Yeah. So, so, yeah, it's a very strong front line. But all the guys, you know, in the band. Hang on, hang on. I've got to talk about the drummer. I never got to spoke about the drummer. Yeah. Wow. He's a powerhouse. He is. He is. He is. And when you put the spotlight on and he just went for it, Jesus. I mean, John Farris, watch out. I mean, he was like spectacular. Where did you find him? We have a lot of musical friends, I guess, and mm-hmm. I, I've never, I'm never ever advertised for anybody, you know, for you know, oh. to, to, for, for labour. This just kudos to you, yeah. Oh, it's just you know, um, word of mouth really, uh, in the musical circles, I guess. You know, I have, and uh, they're just such great players. You know, there's um, there's quite a quite a few members that I can call on in this band. So all up, you know, there might be around fifteen guys. That I can can call on uh, to to do it if you know just to give everyone because we play so often uh, to, to give everyone a little bit of a breather if they need it mm. or to or to perhaps do something else you know what I'm finding as I'm speaking to because we spoke a little bit off air is that you are quite reserved you've got a bit of shyness about you which is very like Michael but then when you're on stage you like you own it <laughs> uh, yeah I. I I don't think you need to take your persona off stage, you know, like necessarily. I think you just be yourself. As I said to you before, we're very much um, uh, like to drop the pretense. And, yeah, it's all about, you know, putting on an entertaining show for our audience, really, and, and, and us in the band having a good time, so, which we really do. You do. Yeah. So um, you tour the whole of Australia or do you tend to stop in Victoria? Well, it's, there's so because we have so many shows here in Victoria, the vast majority of our shows are in, in Melbourne and Victoria. But, uh, you know, we do this. Well, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, fit in more, you know, out of uh, interstate shows. Yeah, you know, we didn't recently, recently we did Tonga Festival. We, we you know, we like these are sort of, 5,000 people shows and putting ourselves on those bills, you know, often playing with uh, original acts uh, as opposed to tribute shows. So now that Toowoomba one we did recently was with um, Chantuzzi's and Pseudo Echo. Well, so, and we're doing, you know, one coming up in, um, well, actually it's in Victoria, but yeah, the James Rain, uh, Screaming Jets, Kate Soprano, Richard Clapton, these sort of people are on these the These are big, big people. These yeah, are big, absolutely. Like, Australian um, stars. So yeah. that, that's great that you, have you, have you ever worked with any of these guys before? Not those guys, but the, mm-hmm. you know, oh, actually, the Screaming Jets. We, we did we did do a show with the Angels once, um, a New Year's Eve outdoor event. Uh, so I've met Dave. I met I met a lot of guys, you know, like the original yeah. fans from the eighties, which is which is so so cool. Oh, which brings me on to you've met one or two of the band members of your next steps. I've met Tim, but I, I, I actually have you know I'll spend a little bit of time with, with Kirk. Um, we did a, a show, a corporate event in. Um, in Ballinor, actually, it was uh, like a occurred doing a, uh, a spoken word thing, being interviewed by a, like a local TV or radio presenter, mm-hmm. and uh, in excessive were there uh, to oh well, I guess it's support for for Kurt. It was great. You know, he 
he, uh, he, you know, he caught Ben at Soundcheck and, and we had a, a, you know, it was, he said some really nice words. It was so great to he get. He heard you. What a well, yeah, great. He, he did, you know, and, and obviously yeah. watched a few songs when he was, uh, while we were performing. So, um, and yeah, he's such a great guy. He's really um, uh, generous with his time. And, and I think he was quite, I don't know, he seemed quite tickled by the fact that we were keen to see him too. So, you know, as I said to him, you know, we, we are fans. We want to watch the show. We're not just going to come back later to because he, he was on before us. He, he was, yeah, he was really, really great to chat to. And and for me as an NXS fan to get, you know, a bit of insight into where they're at currently and, and uh, you know, any possibilities of, of those guys getting back together. So where can people find you? Is Have you got a website? Uh, we do, yeah. Um, so our website's just uh, inexcesstributeshow.com.au. Or you can get on our socials. Uh, it's inexcess01 uh, on Facebook. I think it's the same on Insta. So, um, yeah, there's a few different formats. You can, or you can go and catch us or keep an eye on us or, or check out our gig guide. And you look like you're ready to go on stage right now, actually. Are you playing uh, I, tonight? I am playing tonight. Yeah, we've got a couple of shows this weekend. So I'm, I will be going shortly, yes. Ooh, cool. Yeah. Going to put on the leather uh, jacket and off you go. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for coming on the show. I hope you can come on again and uh, maybe I'll do some live stuff with you next time, which will be real fun. Okay, sure. Thanks, B. Thanks for having me. No problem. Bye. Bye now. This is Manny from the UK, and here is the news. All right, B, I'm so excited to go through the news because we've had such a feature article slash episodes the last few weeks. We've had a lot of news, but I can actually uh, do a little bit of navel-gazing, B. We love nothing more than checking ourselves out. But uh, uh, you know what, Arab Emirates, B, we're number one in the Music History Podcast there this last week. How about that? No, I think I've got a theory. Well, we both have theories on this. My theory is that um, we've got a lot of um, international people flying around and they are in the, the lounge downloading us in between their flights. <laughs> well, that's my theory too, because I don't. Oh, know okay. if, I don't know if the I don't know if the sheiks or the oil barons of, yeah. of, of, of Dubai have been downloading uh, the latest, uh, you know, NXS podcast. But we 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 could find that there could be a lot of people in the in the uh, transit lounge who are loading up uh, for their next uh, foray and the next uh, sojourn. But uh, we were number one there this week, which is great. And also, too, thank you to Canada. We were number thirteen last week in the uh, in the uh, the podcast charts as well. So thank you to our Canadian listeners there. Also, too, big articles. B, I, uh, there's a bunch of stuff I want to share here this week that uh, is going out. Uh, the fantastic Noel Rogers. There's a really great article in the uh, the West Australian newspaper about the most important top five songs that uh, relate to Niall's career. Uh, so we'll let people uh, uh, go through their search engine and find that. Obviously, In Excess, his original sin is in there. But, uh, you know, just for those who don't know, uh, Niall uh, was a co-writer and a co-performer on uh, the- Original sin. Well, yeah, we mentioned that, but on Daft oh. Punk's uh, oh. uh, Get Lucky, you know, uh, song as well. So okay. um, that's obviously something else he's in. Also, two articles. There's a great little uh, site uh, called Old Time Music, and they do a thing called The Meaning Behind Souls, and they go through 12 points generally on each little uh, deep dive. There's two I've got here. One is on Melting in the Sun, which was never really a single, but they've done a little bit of a deep dive on this particular uh, song um, under the heading of Old Time Music. Melting in the Sun, 12 points. They also do another one on Underneath the Colours for In Excess as well. So I do urge everybody to go out and uh, check those articles out because they're really cool. 
There's another really cool one as well under the publication called Songtel. They do a bit of a deep dive on to look at you, but you can also open up 27 other in excess songs that are discussed in deep dive format as well. So again, under the uh, internet search engine of song, one word, and then tell, the second. If you put in in excess to look at your deep dive, you should get that, plus another 27 in excess songs you can research. And they just talk a bit about the song and, and the history and the lyric and the meaning behind it. So I urge you to check it out. Also, too, I urge people to check out a podcast. Uh, it was under the banner of 94.5 The Buzz. And I think there's a gentleman called Ryan, another gentleman who uh, he works with, uh, who name escapes from the moment. But they uh, also are on the podcast uh, Spreaker, not Speaker, but Spreaker site from iHeartRadio. But they do their top five in excess songs uh, that they uh, individually talk about in detail. And the first 10 minutes of this podcast, they talk a little bit about in excess. The first next 30 minutes, they waffle on about stuff that you probably don't really want to listen to. And then the last 20, 30 minutes, they get really in excess heavy. And they're very passionate. They're very enthusiastic. They, again, make the mistake of, uh, of Michael's death and, you know, what actually happened. So I've actually tweeted them just to check out Mystify uh, Richard Lowenstein, just to correct uh, history. But it is a very passionate uh, account of them. And they come up with their individual five songs each. They said something really interesting, which I never quite uh, connected the dots on, and that was the Seven Nation Army, the song by the White Stripes. Do you know that song, B? Yeah. Where they, you know that film, could they really zoom in with uh, Jack White and Meg and that? They said, oh, without In Excess of Suicide Blonde film clip, you wouldn't have Seven Nation Army's film clip. What? And I thought that was an interesting observation. I never compared the two, but filming work and the zooming yeah. in camera technique is very, very accurate uh, assessment. So I, I, mm. I like that. Mm. Okay. Now, B, uh, it is September, but that means it's not far from October where the book is being released, the Calling All Nations book, uh, for more of a wide, uh, I guess, purchasing. Do you have the date handy there that people can remember when that's going to be going sort of Third of viral? October. Third of October. And yes. what is people's choices there? They go to the website, is that right? Yes, just go to inexcess.com and all your choices are there and you can uh, pre-order now and then you'll get it in time for October release. Yeah, I think you'll probably still have a lot of time on there. Um, yes, we spoke last week that I've got the box. I still haven't opened it. I took it all the way to Brisbane and back and I still haven't opened it. Um, but I did notice, unless you're already going to say this, but Lane has taken Kirk to the US and they are in LA as we speak. I saw some footage of her on the plane with another lady next to her. Uh, mm -hmm. So, what, I don't know who it was, but uh, maybe it was a fan doing a photobomb opportunity. Mm -hmm. But uh, know so, what their itineraries be? Have you got your stalker squad out there? In I, the, your, your LA's, <laughs> not yet. LA I will. I will. I get my LA team out and, and find, find out what's going on. But, yeah, w I was waiting on Kurt to do his reveal for his box, and now he's in LA. So it's like, what? going to go on so I have to sit back so um, I still haven't opened the box I'm being pretty good and then did you hear about Andrew what he announced well he's working on a new album is that right he is yes so that's yes. pretty exciting yes but he uh, again big happy Father's Day out to everybody he came out and did a nice little post for Father's Day which was great yeah it was lovely with his children lovely and a lovely picture of him with his parents yeah it's awesome now, B, uh, mm. we have to do a couple of RIPs this week, okay? So it's always a little bit sad. Yes. Okay, but from the death Eliza this week, okay, unfortunately we uh, we lost overnight the leasing of Smash Mouth. Yes. 
Yeah. So for those that don't know, he was the guy who sung the Shrek song and, you know, uh, you know, you're an all-star and all those tracks. So oh, uh, was that him? Yeah. I so, love that song. Yeah. So Steve Harwell was the singer. Oh, uh, had some sad. liver issues at 56. Oh, dear. Um, Mr. Margaritaville man, Jimmy Buffett, B. Yeah. Okay. He, he passed it. Yeah, he passed away. He's 76. So. Um, They're all a bit it, young, aren't they? Yeah. So I think apparently uh, a lot of people have been uh, putting their margaritas out on their doorstep in tribute uh, oh, as well. That's quite sweet. That was a joke, actually. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I'm going to yeah. do it. <laughs> and. This is a bit of a sad one. I only found this out today, but a gentleman who just uh, only turned 80 not long ago, a guy by the name of Gary Wright, he had two famous songs. Uh, one that you would know is Dream Weaver uh, in the 70s, and he had yeah. another song, uh, Love is Alive, uh, that I've been playing a lot this year, and unfortunately he passed away this week. So. Oh, sad. Yeah. But on a more positive note, there's a lot of birthdays this week. Yeah. Yours. Yes. Okay. Can, can, can I go through the famous people born on the same day as moi? Go on. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right. Same day? Go. Same day. Well, oh. same birthday, not same year. Okay. I hope it's not the same year because – so my old mate Barry Gibb, he's uh, September 1. Mm-hmm. Gloria Stefan, mm-hmm. birthday, same day. JD Fortune, same day. Same week, we have Steve Picaro from Toto. Uh, we have Billy Creston, who passed away at 59. It would have been his birthday the first week of uh, September. He uh, very famously uh, very famously played on the piano on the Beatles' Get Back song and a few other things oh, as well. Cool. Yeah. Steve Jones from the Sex Pistols, 68. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob Hurst, also 68, the drummer from Midnight Oil. Mm-hmm. Beyonce, 42, I think, this week. Who share a birthday okay. with Beyonce? Well, no, these are the first week of September. These okay, are a couple of days later. Still. Yeah. Freddie Mercury. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Roger Waters, uh, just about mm-hmm. to turn, I think, uh, 78, I Not think. Not Muddy. Roger. No, Roger. Uh, Chrissy Hines, 71. And how's this, right? Mm-hmm. It was literally, well, this person only made it to 22 years of age, died in 1959, but it would have been his birthday this week. He actually would have been 86, and that's Buddy Holly. Oh. Yeah. So only twenty two. Only twenty two. It's such a sad number, isn't it? And so iconic, hey? Yeah. Mm. The day the music died. So yeah. Big uh, happy birthdays to those with us and those who aren't with us. But that's all it is for the news. Hey, this is Paul Jolly from Sydney, and this is the Big Rat. Well, that was a great episode. Thank you for all the bands that have um, reached out to us and uh, we've mentioned there. We're sorry if we haven't mentioned you. There was a few other people that I'd like to mention. Um, Lou um, from France, um, he has a band called it's a little bit backwards. It's in excess backwards. So we've got mm. that one. And there's also the Argentinian um, groups um, called Next as well. But if you are a band, we would love to promote you on the show. So get in touch with us on our email, which is inaccessaaa at gmail.com. Um, we would like to um, help out by by promoting you. And if you can help us by giving some freebies for our patrons. So let's see if we can do a cross promotion there. <laughs> Thank you. 
brilliant. If anyone's um, enjoying the show, we would really love to hear from you. So don't don't be shy. Get back in touch with us via our um, socials. We always love to read them, don't we, Hayden? We have yeah. a laugh with some of them. Yeah, and I've had a couple of inquiries about patrons and things. Uh, I did mention Kerry ann looks after a lot of that stuff for us. Can you just do a bit of a shout-out, maybe an email shout-out if people are keen to become patrons? Because uh, I have had some people who want to be one. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yes, I've had a few as well, which is awesome. Um, so if you can go onto our website, we actually have a page for you to just click onto and you can become a patron. And we have the four different levels. We have bronze, silver, gold and platinum and most people go for the um, platinum so um, up to you I would actually like to stress that you know <laughs> I'm going to bump this up I was up till one o'clock yesterday morning doing these shows and we put a lot of energy and we put a lot of effort into it and you know our families sometimes suffer especially on Father's Day and it would be lovely if you could just acknowledge us with a cup of coffee once a month um, I'm sure you can help us with that Absolutely, absolutely. B does uh, all the heavy lifting that goes behind the scenes and it's not easy sort of compiling all the info, the music, the interludes, the ums and ahs that I have to have edited out of my speech every very uh, every sentence I say. Um, I'm, I'm amazed I haven't smashed my computer up actually the amount of times that it lets me down as well. So yeah. yes, please everybody, it would be nice. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, it is tribute song time, and uh, I guess uh, the theme of the show today has been sort of in excess and tribute uh, in terms of the acts, etc. There. So I thought today, B, we might uh, go out with something a little bit unique today, something we haven't uh, played out before, but it did come up in a new section today. We might go out with uh, "Melting in the Sun," uh, which is a unique in excess track. Some of you guys who've only been more greatest hits fans may not know this one, but it was a great song off the uh, the, the Swing album. Really great uh, hooks, great melodies, great chorus, uh, and a really unique sound. So uh, we thought that uh, this is probably a track I'm sure that Blair might be playing at the Gov in Adelaide uh, next month when they're over there doing their 50 uh, songs. I'm sure this will get a, a unique uh, playing. So we'll go out with Melting in the Sun today. Uh, it's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from B. Goodbye, everybody. Here they are in excess with Burn for You. Hey!
winners of seven Countdown Music and Video Awards. Congratulations, guys. This is the Dutchie, and you've been listening to In Excess, Access All Areas with Hayden and B. Oh, 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 oh,